As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good Thursday morning to you. It is a numbers game at VSEN, the sports betting network, VSEN.com, the VSEN app, Fubo, Game Plus. I almost did it. iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada, iHeartRadio as well. It's Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Good morning, Jeffrey. Jeffrey's mic is not working this morning. We'll get on that. Uh, listen, here's the thing. First of all, shout out to Chrissy Andrews and Vinny Maliulo. May we just say that at the top of the show? They, uh, their long-awaited induction into the Sports Betting Hall of Fame happened yesterday. So to our buddies, Chrissy and uh, Vinny, uh, Chrissy Bumishpoko, Vinny Maliulo, who has yet to take me to the Italian-American club here, uh, a hearty congratulations to the both of them. Well overdue, well-deserved. May that be a lifetime achievement that they uh, will be proud of every day for the rest of their day. So congratulations to our buddy. Vinny will be on the show tomorrow. And Chrissy, of course, with Guessing Lines all fall. Uh, the Open Championship, golf's fourth and final major. Jeff, you have a Cam Young first-round leader ticket by any chance? I do not. Cam Young, eight under. Man, are these guys killing this course. Eight under for Cameron Young. He is done with his round. Remember, of course, this is uh, at St. Andrews. So when we get here in the morning... Today and tomorrow, most, well, I wouldn't say most. I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of guys who just kind of started. But most will have uh, either completed their rounds or been well through their rounds. So Cam Young, eight under today. Three-stroke lead currently over Cam Smith. A couple Cams at the top. Rory is uh, three back at five under. He's still got three holes to play. And then Xander Shoffley, among those who are four back. Xander's still out on the course. He's got three holes to play as well. So Rory and Xander... Scoring uh, very well here, early uh, stages, not so early stages of the first round, but nonetheless the first round of the Open Championship at St. Andrews. Uh, the only bets I ended up making, Will Zalatoris uh, in an outright. He has not fared well. He's two over last I checked with just a uh, a few holes to go. And then the only things I added last night were Scotty Scheffler every which way because I cannot go through a major without having Scotty Scheffler tickets. So I have Scotty Scheffler as an outright. I had Scotty Scheffler as a first round leader at just over 30 to 1 and Scotty Scheffler top 5 at plus 465. Where is Scotty Scheffler? He's 3 under through 5. So all of those uh, including that first round leader one looking uh, looking very much in play here through 5 holes of golf. Obviously super early but uh, Cam Young ain't a lock yet is what I'm saying for first round leader after that start from the great Scott Scheffler. And then there's the uh, betting pentathlon. By the way, Bill Krakenberger to join us on the show today. Uh, hour number two, Will Hill. And momentarily, we'll hear for the first time this year from Pete Futak from College Football News. Talk about uh, all the stuff that's been going on this offseason and get some regular season win thoughts from him as well. 
Uh, but the betting pentathlon, the baseball betting pentathlon, Jeffrey, which, uh, again, correct me if I'm wrong, in five games determines the greatest baseball better who has ever walked the face of the earth. Is that the contest? I'm Something sure. along the lines I think like that's that. A, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. So we're in the lead now with one game left, one bet left. Remember, it's five bets in four days. Started out with a total, then a favorite and underdog on Tuesday. Yesterday was a run line. Today, any prop bet you want. And by putting the prop bet last, no lead is safe, and everybody can still win. Wouldn't you say that? Anybody can still win. Uh, yeah, Cause, definitely. Because you could do a 20-to-1. You could do whatever. You can find whatever wacky, zany prop bet you want today. So right now, the top five standings, you'll see there, uh, the four teams, the four shows that are with th- that are 3 and one right now is a numbers game, this year program, the look ahead with Scott Seidenberg. Scott Seidenberg knows what he's doing, Jeff. I see you, Scott Seidenberg. You can tell who uh, who has a uh, game theory and who doesn't on this. Greg Peterson, three and one. Don't you sleep on Greg Peterson, Jeff? I tell you this every day. I look over there and Jeff is sleeping on Greg Peterson. Again, don't do it, that. It, it is very hard to sleep on a guy who doesn't sleep. <laughs> it's very true. And then odds on. Uh, they are also at three and one. They they fell from the uh, the undefeated perch yesterday, and remember yesterday the whole strategy was again with all these betting contests, like with the uh, DraftKings Sports Betting Championship that Matt Brown and I played in a few years ago. You just have to you, you kind of want to know what your opponents are going to do too. And with odds on, uh, we talked about yesterday. Not the biggest Shohei Otani fans, so that solidified the Shohei Otani run line play yesterday. And how about Shohei? Shohei who is now the favorite to win American League MVP. Rhett Bollinger. Shohei Otani has struck out 12 over six strong against the Astros. He's likely done after throwing 105 pitches. He was done. Angels were up 3-1 to one at the time. They went on to blow out the Astros. He also has a two-run triple at the plate. If he's done, he has a zero, and he was done. He has a 0.45 ERA over his last six starts with 58 Ks in 39 and two-third innings. His uh, scoreless streak of unearned runs issued, by the way, unearned runs given up, did end at 32. Like with Iga, how dare you not win a 38th straight match? Angels PR. Shohei Otani, second pitcher in Angels history to record 10-plus strikeouts and four consecutive pitching appearances. He joins Nolan Ryan, who had six different streaks of at least four straight games with 10-plus strikeouts, including a franchise record seven straight games. And how about one more from Cousin Sal? Cousin Sal gets it, Jeff. Cousin Sal said, let's press pause on the AL MVP discussion for the next five years. So long as he's healthy, it's Shohei Otani. Way to go, Cousin Sal. Oh, there's one more important. Pardon me. It's Lang's on sports. Sarah Lang's. S. Lang's on sports, really. 50-plus strikeouts and one or zero earned runs in a five-outing span since earned runs were official in 1913. It's happened six times. Randy Johnson in 1997, R.A. Dickey. Who could remember R.A. Dickey's 2012? Who could forget, I should say, the knuckleballer? Clayton Kershaw in both 2014 and 2015. Chris Sale, 2018, and now Shohei. Shohei. In 2022. Jeff, if I said Shohei Otani every time on this show, could you just in the background quietly go, Shohei? You think you'll do that? No? I'd lose my voice. Okay. <laughs> Let's do that. Anyway, congratulations. Uh, I know the Edge also had uh, the Angels on the run line. Matt and uh, JVT did. So, uh, yes, we are. We have the lead here heading into the prop bet today, but no lead is safe. 
anybody can win because anybody could do any kind of wacky prop today. So now, remember our strategy yesterday was we knew what the first place team odds on wasn't going to take yesterday. Now that we're in first, Jeffrey, what is the correct strategy today? I am chilling for most of the day, and I'm going to watch what other people do because they're going to be watching what I'm doing, and I'm not going to show my hand till later. Do you uh, endorse that uh, strategy? Wait until the last minute before whatever game you're going to play it in. I don't know about the last minute, but I'm chilling for a little bit. Yeah, chilling for, chilling for a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk some college football. Pete Futak, ladies and gentlemen, the czar of college football news. How you doing, Peter? I'm fine. So you're under the belief that if Shohei was a Yankee or a Cub, you're not even having a discussion right not now? Even about, a dis- like, not even a discussion. Not even like a it, it's, discussion. It's of course, right? right. I mean, like, yes. this is, you know, the, I mean, we can all get I, I, the boring topic of, oh, what's most valuable and most outstanding and all that. But yeah, if he's on one of a team that's actually people watch and understand and know anything about them, this is, is slammed. It's like LeBron every year, Jordan every year. It's like, right. he, this is kind of it. This and is the guy. That's exactly right. And the and for the people who say, oh, but yeah, the voters are going to have, uh, you know, Le- like LeBron fatigue, they'll have Shohei fatigue. I, I, I get that. But after one year, like, can we stop with that after one year? Can you let him win twice maybe before you get fatigued? Sorry, voters. Sorry, sorry, Jason Stark and Joel Sherman or whoever those guys are, like, are so fatigued by it already. Um, here's the thing before we get into college football, I just want to send a personal shout to you because you live Pete, uh, in the Highland park area. And every day you walk to the streets where the uh, tragedy of the shootings occurred last week. And so I just wanted, I had no idea, uh, that you were that close to it. So I just want to send obviously a a huge tragedy and and an awful thing, but at least to you and your family, I'm glad you're okay, man. Well, I appreciate it. Of course. I mean, it's, I, I it, at this point it's become so surreal and insane. I mean, it was like literally there, like if you were a driver and, you know, four iron away from uh, where this all happened. Uh, but yeah, I mean, from a, uh, obviously it's all sad. I mean, everything about this, I mean, you can tell everyone in this community has been uh, really shocked and, and crazy about it, but uh, uh, to not sound cold in any way here, but from my point of view and as soon as after uh, the initial shock of this happened, just the amazement of watching uh, everything unfold from there from a media perspective and seeing how everyone descended on this place. Uh, but no, they've bounced back as, as much as possible, and it's a very, very different area right now. But uh, thank you for that. But we're okay, fortunately. Not, not to make light or of anything, but uh, my hatred of going to parades pays off on this. But uh, uh, it, it uh, certainly was a very surreal day. And uh, uh, everyone seems to be doing a pretty good job of moving on at least as best as possible around here. No artful segue from that, but I want to give me 60 nah. seconds here before the break on, cause we haven't had a chance to talk to you. Obviously the biggest headline this off season, USC and UCLA on their way to the big 10 in 2024. Kirk Herbstreet was on ESPN. His instant reaction was we're going to end up having two huge conferences with three divisions and it's going to be like 58 teams. Um, where do you think this is all going? And are you at all bothered? You're usually a guy who just sort of re- is relaxed about these kinds of things. Yeah, you know what? There's two things. One, uh, in the, in the whole idea of the super conferences, oh my gosh, we're going to two super conferences. Well, what do you think we got now? I mean, right now as we're talking on, was it July 14th, we already pretty much know Alabama, Ohio State, you know, maybe SEC team two, 
Clemson. I mean, we're, you know, that's the outlier, obviously, but the big 10 and sec already account for 43 ish percent of the NFL draft every year. They're already the two biggest conferences in college football since for forever. Uh, so we're already kind of there. I'm under the belief. And I had this argument yesterday with a bunch of people who actually hate this uh, whole thing uh, is that it just makes the sport bigger. Look, in Ella, we forget about this in this sport that people in the Big Ten don't care about the uh, Pac 12. Well, now they're going to care about the teams in the LA. They will now. That's for sure. 2024 is when that's happening. Pete Futak with some college football regular season win totals thoughts on really the, uh, the biggest teams in the country, the elite. We'll do that after the break, conference by conference after vacation. But we'll look ahead to that next. Numbers game, VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app, and we'll take you about a few seconds today, and then stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state issued ID to open an account. Start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada, whatever your sport, whatever your betting style. You're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Gil Alexander and Pete Futak, the founder of College Football News, a trove of college football information through a betting perspective also. A lot of great nuggets in there as well. Did, did you finish your thoughts on the whole USC-UCLA thing? We can move on to the regular season wins, or did you want to add something? No, just that, just that it's a big thing overall, obviously. It just makes the sport that much bigger. You talked about We talked about Shohei Otani to begin this whole thing about how it's you know baseball is such a regional sport in so many different ways. Well, now again, the markets. The Big Ten has New York to a point with Rutgers, Chicago, L.A., it's got Detroit. It's got Minneapolis. It's got Indianapolis. It's got Milwaukee. It's got it's got all these. 
big giant markets now and just having LA is such a big massive deal and I don't think the Big Ten's done with the West Coast quite yet I don't think they're going to leave you uh, USC and UCLA just hanging out there by themselves all right let's uh like I said after vacation we'll go conference by conference we'll do conference odds we'll we'll talk about certain teams but let's just start in our segment here today about some of the elite teams in college football we'll get to as many as we can I'll just serve them up to you how about that and we'll get your thoughts uh, let us start. Oh, they're serving them up to me, so we'll do it this way. Let's start with Bama. Uh, Bama's at 10.5. That's where their season win total is. The over heavily juiced beat at minus 230, and that shouldn't be a surprise to anybody, should it? Yeah, we've talked for, for several years. Like whenever it's it's too much to ask of anybody to go to go perfect. So whenever you get like the eleven and a half line on a team, always go under because there's going to be probably be a loss. I mean, just some quirky thing happening. Ten and a half is kind of interesting because Bama's the best team in the country to start the season. Give me those two losses. Obviously, there's anything can happen. Could they lose at Texas? I don't think so, but that's one. But where's the other loss at Arkansas? At Tennessee on the wrong day, Texas A&M's at home. It, they're going to be favored in every single game. It, at 11, I hate it. Stay away. There's no point. But at 10.5, yeah, go go with the over on that one. That's not too crazy for in a situation like this. Yeah, you, you try to, like, make up a stretch. Oh, what could be, like, A&M at home followed by at Tennessee. But, I mean, I'm, we're reaching, right? You never know. Yeah. You never know. But in this case, when you're talking, we're talking about the elite of the elite again. In general, go under because the chances are better to, to go worth to go ten and two than it is to go eleven and one. But ten and a half on Bama, yeah, over. Over. All right. What's next, gentlemen? I'll let them serve it up to me downstairs, and then we'll uh, we'll go to you, which would be because I don't want to mess them up. Next would be all right. I'll call it unless they serve it. What's it going to be, Jeffrey? Oh, it's Ohio State, of course. By the way, very similar. Ten and a half, not quite as heavily juiced as Alabama to the over, but minus two oh five. If Alabama isn't the number one team in the country, it's Ohio State to start the season. And again, when you're looking at this, where is the law? I mean, of course, anything quirky can happen. But in general, when you got a team this talented, this good, you know, where where is that extra loss going to be? Again, if you're talking ten and a half, over, over, over. I mean, where where are they losing here? They could lose to Wisconsin at home. That's one of the weird, you know, kind of quirks here. Is the Badgers might have the exact right style of play and team to pull that off. Notre Dame on a weird day to open the season, maybe at Michigan State, at Penn State. At but, Penn State, yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's something funky is going to happen. That's a, we're, we're, we're searching for a possible loss. They're going to be the favorite in every single game. Again, if this is at 11, there's no real point. I don't think they're going 12-0. and 0. But at 10 and a half over, because chances are probably better they're going to go 11 and 1 than they're going to go 10 and 2. And a, and a diminished Michigan team at home anyway at the end. So Yeah, but it's a very, they'll, they'll yeah. be fine. The Michigan will be very good, but again, it's a home game. So you got to assume the home, you know, the home side. So at Michigan State, at Penn State, those are the two road games. If you at least split those, and they're probably going to win both of them. But again, at 10 and a half, love it. Go over with them as well. At Bama and Ohio State are the two overs along with maybe Clemson. Yeah, both in both cases, juiced for a reason. All right, how, yes. about, how about Clemson? Clemson is 10.5, but the under is slightly juiced. And, uh, you know, the quick glance at Clemson's schedule, they're only going to be an underdog at Notre Dame and maybe South Carolina, maybe? It's probably Where it. is it? No, nah, yeah. South Carolina to get yeah. it home? I yeah. mean, no, you know, probably N- not NC there State. either. NC State's the, the, the team on the schedule that's really kind of nasty for them. And like you said, at Notre Dame, but... Look, they get a week off before playing the Irish. This team, it, it, it gets lost in last year that, 
oh my gosh, you know, Clemson had this really down year. What they win nine games, ten games. I mean, they were amazing. The, the defense played at a national title level. If you remember the NFL drafted this year, you didn't hear a whole lot of Clemson names called. Well, that's because all those defensive guys are back. This is the best defensive line in the country if the, if they can stay healthy. And the offense is going to be better. It's going to be fine. DJ Uyunglele is not going to be that bad again. There's too much talent on there. You just look at this schedule and you're saying, you know, you're searching and trying for two wins again over on this. If it's 11, no, 10 and a half. Yeah. Okay. Give it a shot. Cause I think they are a lock to be the ACC championship this year. What did we settle on with the pronunciation? Ungalale, Ungalale. Like, what do we pronounce? What, what's the. Hey, whatever you want, okay. you know, DJ. however you want to get close, get it close to the pin. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just, as long as you fly through it fast, it's, it's all right. All right, uh, what is next here? Uh, doop, 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 doop. Have we done Georgia yet? We have not done no. Georgia. Georgia's another one, 10.5 with the overjuiced, minus 205. Uh, lesser team. I, You know what? The guy, only all he did was win a national championship. I'm still not sold on Stetson Bennett as the quarterback. Uh, but again, where is the loss? They don't play Bama in the regular season. Florida's a dangerous team. That, that I think that's going to be a problem game for them. Uh, I'm, I'm coming off a... Uh, uh, day off, a week off, they should be ready for that. But that's a dangerous game. And there's a at Mississippi State could be funky, you know. At Missouri, no. I mean, again, look, they, where are the road games? They, they miss Alabama. Yeah, they miss Alabama. They miss A and M. Right, that's the headline. Yeah, yeah. Exa- exactly. So they start the season against Oregon, but it's in it's in Atlanta. You know, at South Carolina, at Missouri. Florida's Jacksonville's always at Mississippi State, at Kentucky. That's pretty light and breezy. I would still, if I have to, I'm going under on this. I don't know where those two are going to come from, uh, but still, I mean, this, there's, it's, you lose that much talent, it's going to be hard to repeat. Uh, but 11 and one is certainly possible. But I would actually say under on this at 10 and two is probably more likely. Under plus 165. So there's a nice little juicy one from Pete. Notre Dame eight and a half. Uh, over <laughs> minus 125 is what we're seeing here on Dame. That doesn't eight and a half. See, well, you guys assume that it lost Ohio State to start the season, so knock that one off. I mean, at North Carolina, not really that worried about it. BYU in Las Vegas, a little bit worried about that. At USC, I I love the over on this because again, look at the middle part. You start at Ohio State, you end at USC. I'm in love with this USC team this year, and in the middle, they're going to be favored against everybody. So if you look at the, the question mark is going to be Marcus Freeman as a first year head coach. Uh, but the talent is there. The lines are in place. Everything is in place for a 10 and two season. And to go into that USC game with an outside shot of being 11 and one uh, Clemson at home, obviously that's the other freak out moment, but okay. Say they lose to Ohio state at home to Clemson and USC. They're not losing to Boston College. They're not losing to UNLV. They're probably not losing to Stanford. That's a nine and three team at that, and they're probably going to win one of those three games. So I love the over on this one. All right, three more. We got thirty seconds on each. Next Go. would be. I want to get these in the proper order here. USC, the aforementioned Trojans of uh, of USC. Where if a, qu- a quick glance here, they miss Cal, Stanford, Oregon State, and Washington State from the north. So that's not bad. Uh, yeah, remember they combined forces this year. They combined Oregon and Washington, actually, I yeah. believe, from the north. Right. So those are the big ones. What's, what's their line? They're at, what, nine and a half? Nine uh, and a half the, over minus 125. Love it. Over. I mean, this. I mean, look, they put together an all-star talent. Caleb Williams, one of the top three quarterbacks in the country. Jordan Addison, the best receiver in the country. Uh, this offense, there, the talent there was never a problem. 
They've got as much talent as anybody in the Pac-12. And you look at their schedule, where are they going to be the underdog? Well, at Utah is the one dangerous part. Utah, lose to Utah, lose to Notre Dame, maybe miss somewhere else. Okay, there's three losses. Love the over on this is the top 10 team to start the season. Oh, that team sounds like his most passionate over. Minus 125. Absolutely. Love right. them. A&M. Uh, the quirk here is that they don't play a they don't play a home game for over a month in the middle of this. It's strange. Yeah, they, that's a really really weird one. Uh, where are they at? They're, eight and a half. They're, they're coming, over half. over juiced minus one fifty. Uh, yeah, you got to over. I mean, this is a top five overall team at Alabama. Killer. They got to go at Auburn, which is painful. You know, at Mississippi State, South Carolina. The, the Arkansas game is in Jerry World. But they're going to beat Miami. They're going to beat Appalachian State. They're going to lose a, a few of those games. But they're more likely to be a 10-2-ish and two-ish team than a 7-5-ish and five-ish team. So I like the over on this one as well. And finally, the Michigan Wolverines, which I'm curious to see which way you go on this. Nine and a half. A uh, little juice on the over, but always shop around for this. Nine and a half, and it, it really is a mixed bag schedule. Yeah, over. Love it. Uh, they're not going to drop off that much. I mean, the, uh, they you start with the loss at Ohio State to end the season. That's kind of a given. Uh, but what else you got? At Iowa, maybe. This is probably a 10-win team. I don't think Michigan's dropping off the map that far. Okay. Pete, great to see you, man. And we'll talk at length come August. Let's do it. Absolutely. Let's go. It's football season already. Here we go. Pete Futak, everybody. At College Football News. Follow him on Twitter at Pete, F-I-U-T-A-K. Will Hill, host of the New York City Cast, chimes in next. Numbers Game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Today is the final day of our first ever baseball betting pentathlon here at VSIN to determine who is the Jackie Joyner Kersey of baseball betting. That would be a heptathlon, but you know what I'm saying. Every show and baseball analyst has made four bets so far to determine who's the best baseball better at VSIN and the best baseball better, if you read uh, the fine print, in the history of mankind, it says. Today's the fifth and final bet, and today's bet has to be a prop. Follow us at VEASAN Live for daily updates on who's leading. The winner will be announced tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Follow the Money. And once again, uh, we do have a slight lead over Scott Seidenberg from the look ahead. I see you, Scott Seidenberg. Scott Seidenberg knows what he's doing, Jeff. But anybody can win today. Anybody can win. Literally, anybody can win because it's prop day. So... You would think people are going to take their shots, right? They're going to fire. Has anybody put in their pick yet, Jeff? We have anybody in? One in. That's it. One who, pick in. Who that is? Mr. Peterson. That's it. Oh, Greg Peterson. What did he, what did he end up going with? Uh, he took a strikeout prop that was plus 120. Hmm. Okay. Um, Greg Peterson going with a strikeout prop. But people will take their shots, right? People will take uh, some big home run hitting props today. No pun intended. And so uh, we'll see how that goes. By the way, some other things in baseball. Jeff Passan tweeting yesterday, talking about the Orioles now, since Adley Rutschman debuted May 21st. The Orioles now 29-20. and 20. Identical record to the Mets over that span, Jeffrey. The Mets. And better than the Padres, Brewers, Cardinals, Phillies, Jays, and Rays. Only team superior to Baltimore since May 21st. The Braves, Astros, Yankees, Dodgers, Red Sox, and Mariners, who also have themselves streaking right now. O's, baby. The Birds. Uh, Tony Gonsolin, this is from Blake Harris, Tony Gonsolin's going to head into the All-Star break 11-0 because somehow the Dodgers came storming back yesterday. He was ready to take the L, and the Dodgers came storming back to uh, beat the Cardinals yesterday. I believe it was a 7-6 to final. And then uh, 
We have one more here. This is uh, getting back to uh, the whole MVP, AL MVP discussion. We're Shohei Otani now, by the way. Shohei Otani is at DraftKings anyway. He is a plus 105 short shot now. Aaron Judge plus 165 and everybody else, starting with Jordan, 10 to 1 and longer. Uh, Brian Hoke, uh, Aaron Judge is back in the Yankees lineup tonight. This was before last night's game. Judge is hitting, this is a slash line, 186, 273, 390. That's 11 for 59 with three homers over his last 16 games. And then he went ahead yesterday and lopped on an 0 for 4 to that with three Ks. So he's now 11 of 63 in his last 17. We bring in the host of the New York City cast. It's the great Will Hill. How you doing, Will? Gil, what's going on? Uh, it was funny last night with Judge and extra innings. I was shocked. You know, they obviously they start with the ghost runner on second, nobody out, tie game because King got out of it, and they pitched to Judge and they struck him out. I was shocked by that. I thought they were just going to put up the uh, the they four fingers. Scared, he was going to walk the first. Yeah, that was that was strange. You know, I mean, again, it's 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 so funny. It's like the the, the people who detract from Shohei. The Angels literally only seem to win when he's on the when he's pitching like the last three, you know, the, the span of his last three starts. They only seem to win when he's pitching. And on the other hand, the Yankees just keep on motoring along and Aaron Judge stinks. So, like, the same logic they were trying to use against Shohei is, is really what's happening here over a long period of time now in this baseball season with Aaron Judge. So, to me, it ain't even close. But that's just me. You're the New York City cast host. What do you think? I still think it is close. I'd be fascinated to see a vote. If we could have a vote today, I think you guys mentioned this on the show the other day. Like if they voted right now, who would win? Yeah. And we I said we don't know. Be, yeah. Uh, yeah. I still think it would be before last night. I, I said I, I would probably still say judge. Now I don't know. I do think the Joel Sherman comments are telling. And again, you have to remove, you know, your own opinion from it and just try to get in somebody else's head, which is a very dangerous uh, exercise. So, I, I think it was last year when you know you said you were talking to your buddy, and he just kind of nonchalantly mentioned that Brent, Brandon Crawford was obviously the MVP, right? And you're yes. like, no, he's not really in the mix. Yes. And then I think he ended up finishing third. Third. So it, it's hard to know what other people are thinking. It's really, uh, it, it's a difficult exercise. Yeah. No. It's it's so true. It is a it, you're handicapping the voters. So that's that's the quirk, right? That's your bet shouldn't be based on what you think. It's what you think other people think. And is is the Joel Sherman, Joel Sherman who correct me if I'm wrong didn't have Shohei in his top five? Is that correct? I think that was right. He yeah. said the word valuable means something to him, and you know he's the most spectacular, but valuable means winning. And I think there are going to be other people that think that, right or wrong. I think there are going to be a lot of other people that think that. I mean, you just have to laugh. You just have to laugh at some of that. I mean, is is that reflective of other voters, or is that just going to go down in history as one of his finest uh, tweets? that uh, freezing hot, you know, was it freezing cold takes will uh, grab one day and sort of show it every year. It's, it's fascinating to me. Uh, what did you bet today? Baseball wise? Ooh, I got a lot. I like a lot today. Uh, I bet the Mets. I bet the Braves team total over, um, you know, some of the offshores will let you lay minus one. I don't like laying the one and a half, but if you lay one against uh, give the Washington Nationals credit. I mean, I know they're bad, but at least they're developing some of the young pitchers. They're throwing Anibal Sanchez today, so he's going to be pitching for uh, for Washington. So I think that's a good matchup for Atlanta. Uh, that was a joke, Gil. Yes. Uh, first no, five under. First five, <laughs> first Sorry, five I under. Laugh. I got. Yes. <laughs> tough audience. Tough crowd. Didn't get anything out of Jeff. Anything that's what I look at. Dude, that's what I look at parlay every day is tough audience. Like He just stares back at me like, that was funny, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, so Mets, mm. uh, Braves, team total. Mets, uh, Braves minus one. Uh, and then under first five, 
uh, Braxton and Zach Thompson. The Zach Thompson revenge game going against his former Marlins uh, <laughs> under four. That's the noon Eastern game. Is there one more I like? I think I saw the first six in a while uh, in terms of a total. Went up to six yes. and a half, but Rodon versus Burns. Rodon Burns, um, six I can't it was, play yeah. under six. Yeah, it's tough to play under six. Maybe a first five there if, it, if you can get a three. Uh, you figure you at least get like a push there. You, you it, Hard to see like 2-2 two, two after five in that one. So um, just those three for now I think is all I bet. Uh, to me, the White Sox is a little high too. I think to get them like plus $1.50 against the Twins, I know the White Sox you know, have been the White Sox here, but to me that line is a little high too. My God, you're betting the schedule. Put that all down in the newsletter, Jeffrey. Wow. All over the place. Um, when in Rome. What's that? When in Rome. What do we do? Or as Danielle used to say on primetime, what are we doing here? Of course we we're betting everything. Um, okay, so listen, I, you, I listened to your pod the other day. You wanted me to, to listen to one of your uh, guests. She was great. Would you like to give her a shout, by the way, for your for that? It's not your latest podcast at this point, but one of your more recent episodes. Yeah, Katie Sharp came on last week. She did a good job breaking down the Yankees. I thought she did a really good job uh, breaking down the Yankees. She's always got you know fun, quirky stats to to back up her opinion. So I thought she was uh, a really good guest. And you had Bill James on recently. You just kind of casually threw that in a few times. Um, good on you, man. Was he like describe Bill James, who's the the I mean, what do we call him? The Godfather, the Father, whatever you want to use, the forefather of baseball <laughs> analytics, who used to write his abstract as far back as the '70s, which was a real like cultish thing back then. Um, but he's on panels at like Sloan at the Sports Analytics Conference, and there he is on the New York City cast. How did that go? Um, I don't think he's listening, so I can just be honest. He uh, he gave some answers that were very good and interesting. He gave other answers that were a little briefer. He was a little, a little curmudgeonly, but look, it's, uh, you know, as being in this business, you're not going to hit a thousand with these. He was, uh, I don't know. He was a little curmudgeonly, I would say, but he gave some really good answers. I asked him about, All right, you know, well, Otani. What, could well, somebody what, else did, you, do what this? did you ask that made him curmudgeonly? You can tell us. I think I asked him, you know, with the Yankees winning all these games, does that put pressure on them, you know, in the postseason? He goes, no, nah, there's always pressure on these teams in the playoffs. There's always pressure on playoff, you know, uh, professional baseball players. He just he gave some brief answers. I don't know. It was mm. okay. It, it's it's tough. It's through Zoom, so it was pretty good. He gave some really good answers, and we kind of, uh, you know, sorted through the shorter ones. But it, it, I think he's not a huge fan of betting. He's like, I've never bet a day in my life. I don't believe in betting. And it's like, oh, we're having oh. on a betting contest. Well, there so. you go. Yeah. Um, okay. Orioles on a tear, absolutely uh, just huge for Baltimore Orioles fans. They've won 10 in a row, as have the uh, the Mariners, by the way, so I don't want to sleep on them either. Orioles to make the postseason was as high as 25-1 to 1 a few days ago. It's not quite there yet. Uh, it's not quite at that number at this point, I should say. It's not quite there still, but it is a pretty juicy number here. I'm looking to see what it is at this moment if it's up. Um, would you entertain such a thing? I asked Mark Borchard about it the other day. He goes, his, he goes, my numbers don't even suggest that it's a remote possibility. You? What's the number now? Is it 20 to one to make the playoffs? I see 18, 20, somewhere in that pocket. Jeff may find something else. That's, I I think it's worth a few bucks. Is it going to happen? Probably not. You have to think now, are they going to start selling off players? Uh, maybe this run has kept them away from that. I think I was talking with Jeff yesterday on the podcast because Jeff came on yesterday about, you know, if you're Baltimore, do you think still a year or two down the road and, and not get fooled by this run? Remember 2019, the Giants went on this crazy run and they had Bumgarner, Will Smith, all these guys that were about to be free agents mm -hmm. and they weren't sellers at the deadline. And then as soon as the deadline came and went, 
they got cold and it was like they missed an opportunity to sort of reset their future. Now, yeah. uh, they ended up OK. Um, so sometimes you get tricked by these hot streaks. Be interested to see what Baltimore does here at the deadline. I don't think Farhan Zahidi had a choice with Mad Bum at that point. Like that's a, that was my argument. I was like, he knows rationally he's supposed to trade Mad Bum. But Mad Bum was such a a civic treasure at that point that to randomly trade him at a trade deadline, like people who didn't live in San Francisco wouldn't understand that. You couldn't do that. So I think it was just like this weird moment in time where he kind of ate it because he knew he had to. He was sort of new. Um, but yes, with Baltimore, Baltimore they're gonna, shoot, they're going to be buying. What do you think your Yan- Yankees have positions to fill? That's for sure. A little less. Not going to be Ben Attendee. We know that now. Not going to be Ben Attendee. Yeah, we got to show that tweet. Talk about the effect of a Canadian vaccine rules on a baseball team coming back more will hill on the other side numbers game visa the sports betting network if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer on the major golf tournament in the United Kingdom. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any golfer to win. And if any golfer makes a birdie during the tournament, you'll win $200 in free bets. Regardless of your bet's outcome, just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Enjoy golf like never before and find out why nothing beats a win at BetMGM. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets. If any golfer makes a birdie during the tournament, in the United Kingdom, the whole tournament. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. And speaking of that major in the United Kingdom, the Open Championship. Jeff, you okay? You looked a little uh, pain. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Cam Young. As we mentioned earlier, the leader in the clubhouse. If you have a first-round leader ticket on Cam Young, you're feeling good right now. Eight under for the first round. Rory did end up six under for the first round at the Open Championship at St. Andrews. So he is two back heading into tomorrow. Cam Smith, three back. And then there's a whole bunch of other guys uh, who are still on the course who are 
well, not a whole bunch of other guys, but Victor Hovland, who has one more hole to play. He's five back at three under. So he had himself a fine little round. How about Ernie Else today, who was really flirting with the top of the leaderboard? He ends up two under for the day, six back. Uh, Scotty Scheffler, only through seven thus far. He is five back. So uh, the people who have Cam Young as a first-round leader, the only person who really looks like he could flirt with uh, with your number would be Scotty Scheffler right now just because he has so much golf to play. And if it keeps up the upward trajectory, that might be the only issue. Otherwise, it looks like Cam Young is going to be your first-round leader. That is for sure. Will Hill, did you have any uh, Open Championship wagers? Outright? Yeah, the champion hasn't even teed off yet. Sam Burns. I'm like, yeah. He might have just teed off at might 10.30, just teed off. I think. So. Yeah, so How about a nice 9 or 10 under from Burns and just a wire-to-wire wire victory? That would make me very happy. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be okay with that? Yeah. I didn't hear a lot of, you know, for a lot of people who love Sam Burns, I didn't hear a lot of Sam Burns talk this week. Did you? I didn't listen to everything. Um, I thought that number, I mean, he was like 50 to 1 in some places. Yeah. I thought that was a, a good number. Not in his uh, finest mean, form here in, in the recent stretch, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my one and done on primetime, Will, Will Zalatoris not having himself a fine uh, round. He's one over through 16. be nice for him to get uh, at least out of the uh, the plus digits. That would be something. But uh, Lee Westwood, four back. I mean, there's some names, right, like lurkers that are always there, but, you know, super early. But right now, first-round leaders who had Cam Young. We've got to see what Cam Young, anybody out there, what was Cam Young first-round leader? What was his number? Uh, probably pretty juicy on that, but he just rolled today. Uh, a few more baseball notes because we alluded to this before the break. I always get so jealous when these other people hit these long first round uh, lead. I just I don't even want to see. It. I don't want to look at it. I hope it was I hope it was even money. I hope nobody won. <laughs> I hope nobody won. Uh, this is this is from uh, ESPN stats and information. Angels six and one now since the uh, start of June when Otani is on the mound. Six and twenty six when anyone else starts. Each of the last three games the Angels have won have been started by Otani, and they've lost 10 straight games started by anyone else. This is uh, this was what we were talking about beforehand. So the, the Royals start a series with the Blue Jays at Toronto today. And Toronto, by the way, just scuttling their manager, Charles, Charlie Montoyo. So a 47-42, and 42, I believe, the Blue Jays' record is, which is underperforming, according to uh, the Blue Jays' front office, which I think is what the conventional wisdom would say. But we always wondered, like when we were talking before the season started, we were talking about season win totals, or where there could be some some betting edges. We talked about, hey, you know, when the Yankees or the Red Sox, because uh, with the Yankees specifically, we didn't know who was vaccinated, who wasn't with New Yorkers. We're like, when they go to Toronto, oh, we're going to find out. Maybe that's an edge for the Jays. Well, here's the real edge. And by the way, Jeff, do you see a line on this game? I don't see any line. They won't post the Nothing line. Nothing yet. So Jeff Passan reported this yesterday. Ten Kansas City Royals, ten will, who are not vaccinated and will miss the trip to Toronto are bet attendee. You, you talked about it before the break. Andrew Benatendi, Whit Merrifield, oh God, MJ Melendez, Del Hunter, Dozier, uh, excuse me, uh, Hunter Dozier, Brad Keller, Brady Singer. Uh, so a couple of frontline starters there. Michael Taylor, Michael A. Taylor, Kyle Isbell, Dylan Coleman, Cam Gallagher. Uh, up until today, passing continues. 25 total visiting players. 25 total visiting players had not been allowed into Canada because they were unvaccinated. The Royals have 10 themselves as we just mentioned, including four of its five top hitters and two best starters. They'll be replaced tonight and the rest of the series by a rash of AAA and AA players who'll be headed to Toronto. I wonder if we'll see a line at all today or the rest of the series. 
Yeah, you would think they would throw up something, right? Something. I mean, I can't think of I can't think of a scenario, another situation where a line just wasn't posted for a game. Now that we have all the information, I don't know. That's uh, that's fascinating. And Ben Attendee was going to be a hot commodity. Yes, you know he's a good bat. He's played in big games. He's played in Boston. So you know, if you're the Yankees, you're looking at him. He's not going to be frightened by the bright lights. You know, he played in World Series, made that great catch against Houston in the ALCS. He's a, a big game player. And now I, I think the Yankees have been pretty vocal, or at least uh, John Heyman tweeted, Yankees are going to have no interest. They still have six games against Toronto in Toronto. Uh, they could play Toronto in a playoff series, so they're just going to kind of scratch him off, which I think could be debated because what are the chances you run into Toronto in the playoffs and then it only be for the road games? I guess that's just not a chance they're willing to take. We get tweets at Baiting the Book, Trevor Warwick. Uh, he said, the Jays did what I've been waiting for the White Sox to do and fire their manager. I see a Philly-like run coming, eight or nine in a row. All right, we'll see. Nate King, N. King, Iowa. This is uh, this is a good one for you, Will, even though I didn't direct it towards you. He said, would be interesting to hear the New York Yankees World Series odds if there was a Shohei and Judge straight-up trade. Better odds with which guy? I think the Yankees' odds would, would lower. I really do. Wow, that's fascinating. That's an interesting one. I didn't you're getting, I you're getting thought a, about you're that. You're getting a front-line starter and a front-line hitter. So, I'm getting a... Yeah. I'm getting a, a Segment topic is what I'm getting. That's, that's a good, what you're uh, getting. That's a good tweet. We just programmed the New York City cast. By the way, did you and Jeff, you said Jeff was on the New York City cast. Did you guys work out your differences? I credited you earlier this week with the, uh, <laughs> bringing Jeff for this, with the whole thing about how, hey, in the, uh, in the National League, would you be better off finishing second as opposed to the, the best record? Because theoretically, you would avoid the Braves at that point, a first round playoff series. Yeah, we we hashed or, it or out. Second, we agreed or to what a, would be a second round, I guess technically. Yeah, we uh, we, we're, it's going to be a celebrity boxing match. I'm going to be out yes. there in a month or so, so we're just going <laughs> to duke it out. Uh, yeah, this this is funny. We recorded, we agreed to record right after the game, and it was getting to be eight one nine one, whatever it was. And I was like, "You want to go a little early?" He goes, five minutes after the game, whenever that is, is fine with me." I was like, "All right, I got my answer." So that's my guy. Yeah, that, that's the psychology of a Mets fan. It's never it's, it's never <laughs> over till it's over. Uh, sorry you weren't part of the baseball pentathlon. That would have been fun fun having you in there as well. Um, been fun this week. Uh, we all have prop bets to make today, and anybody can win with prop bets. That's the thing. Everybody can win, even uh, no matter how far you're back at this point. Uh, three minutes left, a little less. Every week you come on here, every week you surprise us with football bets, whether it's week one, week 18, whatever. Did you add any this week? the middle of July. Why not talk about some Detroit Lions football? Sure. Over six and a half wins, oh, plus God. four week one against Philly. Their schedule is pretty reasonable. They're home versus Philly week one, home versus Washington week two. They also have home games against Seattle, Houston, Miami, the Bears, obviously. They do play the Jets and the Giants. Um, I thought they were in just about every game last year. Obviously, they blew that game on Thanksgiving. They blew the game uh, where Tucker kicks it from the parking lot. I think this is a team that could win seven or eight games, maybe even flirt with a wild card spot. I think they're much better on both lines. So to me, plus four week one is a good bet home against Philly. Not a believer in Hurts, not a believer in that secondary. Um, and over six and a half wins, I think you know the NFC is a little more wide open, obviously, than the AFC. So Lions plus four, Lions over six and a half wins. I'm uh, I'm high on Detroit. They, this franchise has burned me in the past, but um, I'm a forgiving person. I'm going to go back to him. Las Vegas Chris, who's who's clearly listening now, is a standing ovation for that play that you just made right there. The over on the Detroit Lions. He supports that. The by the way, you bring up the uh, the Justin Tucker from the parking lot game. Of all the the wacky things that happens and all the bad beats that happen over a course of an NFL season. In in your mind's eye, like is that the was that the most unbelievable of all of them last year? 
I, I think it was to me. Like the circumstances that had to, you know, the confluence of events that led to that. For an NFL record, right? 66-yard field goal, never been done before. Yeah, the Vikings had a bunch of them, but I don't know that any of them were on Vikings, that level. That, Vikings that did have a bunch. Yes. Oh, the Vikings certainly had a bunch of them. I remember I, I won on the Vikings in one that they had no business winning, right? It was both ways. Uh, early in Survivor last year, who was that they were playing? Was it the Lions that they were playing? It might have been Detroit. Yeah. They were up 10 late, and then yes. Detroit had it, but then the Vikings, with like 30 seconds, drove the field, kicked the field goal. We forget about all those moments. Uh, what yeah. contest are you in this year? What are you going to do? Survivor and and uh, you know handicapping contest like millions or I'll or definitely the be doing contest? the Circa, and I'm not sure about Survivor. I'll definitely be doing Circa. I'll probably do do both. I'll probably do the Survivor too. What do you mean probably do Survivor? Why do people have such a... I'll do it. I'll you do gotta it. you got to do Survivor, great. man. Okay. Jeff, what are you doing? I'll do it. Jeff, Survivor this year? Figuring it out all together. Oh, he's always figuring it. Figuring it out. We got to see you... where the funds are, Gilly. <laughs> oh, okay. Did you do Survivor last year? No, last year I did not. You did not. That's what I thought. Right. Yeah. Got to do Survivor. My, my highest endorsement for Circus Survivor, they are expecting a bevy of entries. And by bevy, I mean even more of a bevy than last year. Thank you, Will. Appreciate it as always, man. All right. Thanks for having me. See you guys. At not the Will Hill. That's the with two E's. The New York City cast featuring the great Jeff Parlay this week. Wherever podcasts are available. Bill Krakenberger, unscripted next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.